everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for episode 117 as we engage in a writer's chat with a particular focus on publishing. We're so pleased you're with us and know it will be a most stimulating conversation as we engage together and you bring forward your questions as well. So buckle up, Buttercup. It's time to celebrate the wonder and craft of writing with your bibliophile friends at Writing Works Wonders. I'm Dr. Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Hey, Kathy. Hi, everybody. As you know, I call her Master of the Universe, and you can find out why. If you look in our book, are easy to understand, easy to follow, step-by-step how-to create and maintain your own WordPress website. And don't forget our Creative Writing Prompt Journal. And speaking of writing prompts, our prompt the last time was walking down the street on the sidewalk, shuffling your feet through the leaves, and you stop, and there's something. What could that be? A hundred words or less, genre of your choice. Would anyone like to read the response to their prompts? Okay. You know, Cheryl, I want to share with folks that I've been leading a writing group at the local senior center for about the last six months. These seniors show up and the thing they're most excited about is the writing prompt. They want to read aloud their writing prompt. And it's to such a point that if they have to miss class, they call the front desk and leave their phone number (laughs) so that I can give them their homework. And uh, (laughs) they just come so excited. That's great. And, and we all have someone else's writing ex- works wonders. We have someone else who's excited, Marlene. To give me a um, minute, because I have to open the document. Can you, you know, add with some more? <laughs> <laughs> For you, carry of course, on, we carry can. On. <laughs> if I have been lacking in my writing prompts, I have been writing. I've been writing articles and other things that are being published. So that's a good thing too. But I, I certainly have fun with the writing prompt. Marlene, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> you know, that writing prompts page, I love it because mm-hmm. Kathy's made it so easy to be able mm-hmm. to go in there by date and, and put your prompts up. Yes. And I wish more people would Put their prompts up there because it's just yeah. awesome. You can go back and read all the ones we've had, you know, through the last couple of years. And I think it's mm-hmm. just fantastic. So anyway. Thank you. Underneath the leaves. <clears throat> Try it again. Underneath the leaves. As they walked through the leaves on the earthy sidewalk, picking them up, showering, right? autumn colors around, the twins suddenly stopped as a dark area was revealed up ahead. 
brother Jim exclaimed, Careful! Sister Jeffy blinked and stared. Jim stopped to brush away debris to reveal a fallen limb across their path. Bent forward with his ear near the bark, Jim looked up. Hear that hissing? Jeffy shook her head. In a flurry of motion, leaves rustled and flew as a small dark blur hurried out from under. Starting off, they ran after the small dark street. The end. Now that's Excellent. a cliffhanger. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh, thank you, we, Marlene. We do have a hand in Clubhouse. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am from India, and I am also blind, and I have graduate in music and history, and I love Braille books, audio books, and music, piano playing. That's great. I'm glad you're here with us. I hope you'll continue to come and, and do some writing with us, how we can help you. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I uh, I am learning English and uh, I want to improve my English. So maybe uh, some word I not, I not understand, but uh, uh, I understand conversation and you are you are now uh, dic dictating and reading. I listen to what I what I'm sharing, and then others are reading it from Braille or large print. We all do it differently. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, now you are. What uh, what is reading now? Right now, we had a prompt, which we said was, um, we give each time we're on, which is very short, and you can write under 50, 100 words. So it could be 25 words, it could be 50 words. And the prompt this time was about walking down a street with leaves covering the sidewalk. And then all of a sudden, the person stopped and saw something. So Marlene read about these two siblings who found something, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're on that. Okay. Now we're going to talk about publishing. I understand. Okay. Please feel free to be in touch with us through the info at Writing Works Wonders. It's on the community list. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, sure. Kathy and I are going to talk about ebook publishing, audio publishing, and some other things. And we are going to open it up to any question of your choice. We thought we'd touch on the 2024 upcoming trends things change so quickly now with technology and we can't say just in six months it could be next week things are changing it all happens so quick the good news is i just read this this morning that barnes and noble is planning to open over 30 new stores and that's the first time they've done something like this since 2010 they have a new CEO paying attention to the readers. They're watching Book Talk and TikTok, seeing what people are looking for. You can get in the system with your ebooks or your audiobooks and your print books. 
maybe not physically in the store. And once you're in the system, they're more apt to agree to a book signing. They'll promote it, but they also want to know how you are going to promote it and what you're going to do. A lot has changed in self-publishing. The acceptance alone is huge, as you know. When I first started, most of my books were in print because I knew that's how I was going to sell them. Mine are early chapter books. Then people were asking me about ebooks, and I eventually have audiobooks as well. The trend for the ebooks has grown tremendously, as a lot of you can imagine, since COVID. People went back to reading because they had more time. People who didn't really read much started reading more. A lot of people still like the idea of print books, especially this time of year for gifts. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, we can give ebooks as gifts. I love my ebooks, and that's, prof- I um, listen to my ebooks, but a lot of people still like the print books. And as we can tell, that's good for, look at Barnes and Noble, right? More people are or- not just barred for our audiobooks, but the libraries. And that's another thing about getting our books now are able to get into the library systems where when I first started, they weren't. So now there, and there's another type of, there's another library system. I'm not sure the name, but now Overdrive is now Libby. So that's a new plus for us as well. And even though they may not have our print books in the library, once we're in the system again, they're more apt to look at us and say, a library that maybe isn't your local library, they're going to, you're visiting out of town or something, make a plan, check with the library, see if you can do a book signing, take some of your books with you. So that's another option. Um, Kathy, you want to talk about the academic parts of eBooks and how things have been changing in academics? Uh, When eBooks first came out in academia, there was a lot of resistance But now that people can, um, they have platforms where people can mark up the eBooks so that they can take notes in them, highlight things, and uh, be able to find where they are in relation to the rest of the class um, because pages resize based on your um, size of your font. That has made them much more adaptable Also, another trend in publishing in academia is collections of chapters so that publishers will offer like an introductory book in psychology might not just have the standard introduction psychology text by author A. They might have from the same publisher materials from other authors in that book by permission of the author and with compensation, but it's you can add in chapters and make your own custom book. A professor can make their own custom book. That started about 10 years ago, and that's gotten increasingly popular. If you remember the days when we went to classes and they kept handing out paper copies of articles, now you can have those, not only that students can download them, but those can be put into an ebook format so that you don't have to chase down 40 different articles for a class. Instead, you get sent one ebook. 
you purchase one ebook and it has the whole collection of all the materials that class is going to use. So there's a lot of customization that's been going on in the industry as well. You can imagine trying to customize a book and turning it out for paper production would not be cost effective because you'd be producing separate books for each class. Another thing that um, we've been dealing with in academia, I'm sure people know, is plagiarism. And that takes us into technology changes. And we've been using technology for a good 15 years, um, at least. Plagiarism detection software, one of the earliest that is still around is Turnitin. And we're able to use that to be able to see if students have taken partial sentences, whole sentences, or in some cases, you wouldn't believe it, whole paragraphs from articles or books and inserted them into their papers without saying that's what they're doing. They are instead leading the professor to believe that it's their original work. And the plagiarism detection software has become much more advanced and in fact is um, standard requirement in many universities and disclosed to the students that their papers and work will be run through the software so that they know ahead of time not to try to sneak something by an individual professor. Because of some high-profile uh, cases that happened internationally, even dissertations at the doctoral level, you have to have a separate sign-off and all of those Dissertations have to be individually run through plagiarism detection software because there were back maybe 10 years ago um, some high pro profile cases internationally where people earned a doctorate with a plagiarized dissertation, not just part of it, but entire dissertations plagiarized. And so the expectation is that will not be able to happen again. Uh, academia has really clamped down on that. I was just telling Kathy that I had something that came up. One percent was plagiarized. <laughs> I kept looking at, I don't even know how many words it was, but these were my words. So anyway, but a lot of the authors are having that problem, some, some challenges, but we're not going to go, I'm not going to go towards that right now. Um, and, but the, then we'll go on to audiobooks because it kind of runs into audiobooks. Where do we publish our ebooks and audiobooks? Do we publish them only on Amazon? There, like I said earlier, there's benefits because there's Kindle Un Unlimited. There's different, Amazon is very popular. However, do you want to try and get your book into other places? If you only have an ISBN with Amazon, you cannot sell your book anywhere else unless it's, I mean, you could buy author copies and then sell them at a fair or something, but you wouldn't be able to take them to Barnes and Noble and use that barcode. Where if you print through uh, dash draft to digital, they will give you a free barcode ISBN, and then that goes out to all these other companies, and it will go to Audible too. So there's different options, a lot of things to look into. So um, with audiobooks, Kathy, you want to touch on some of those? Yeah, and so audio audiobooks, why don't we throw out to the community here that's gathered, why do you like audiobooks? What, you know, and, and thinking back, maybe if you had some site at some point in your life and you started listening to audiobooks, what do you find as advantages of audiobook over a printed 
It's lovely to hold a printed copy. If you can see that printed copy, I used to have hundreds of books that I no longer can can read uh, by text anymore. I also am beginning to read by touch. What do people enjoy about audiobooks? We have a variety of formats available for us. We have Kindle, uh, where we can get it to read aloud. We have Kindle, where you can uh, increase the font size, and some people with low vision can see their ebooks on a Kindle or another device, or you might read print Braille. So thinking that there's multiple formats available to us still, what is the place of audiobooks for you? What are the pros and cons of audiobooks? Who'd like to give us some ideas about that? Sorry. All right. And Chapetta, then Carla Hayes. Mm -hmm. Well, I started listening to audiobooks back in 1995 or, um, you know, uh, through the NLS program. And I, I think for me, audiobooks have a place because not just people with visual impairments like audiobooks. Mm -hmm. my, for instance, my husband and I listen to audiobooks together. It's something we do as partners. Um, we pick out titles that we want and authors we like to listen to. And we've gone through different series of books together. Um, so it's a way to bring people together. I mean, you sometimes you would think that audiobooks are, is a very you know, isolating kind of thing, but it's not. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun and it brings us together. So that's one pro. You know, one thing I, I guess in terms of what I, I don't particularly use audiobooks for like a manual or um, if, I'm, if I'm listening to how to write a particular type of genre or an instructional book, I prefer Kindle because then I can, I can manipulate the what comes up on the screen so I could take note. So it's more interactive, like for my learning, I'd rather have Kindle or voice dream reader. But if it's, you know, it's something I want to just make totally pleasurable and just pleasure reading, I would choose audiobook. Great point, you know, and we've had a couple of people mention that um, with a couple of our authors recently, Annie, that they listened to these different historical fictions or romance novels with their late husbands, and they listened late at night together uh, <laughs> to the books. Um, I have visions of when I've gone on a trip with my son, his whole family listens to audiobooks in the car together. And it might be, usually it's a young adult or uh, early chapter book that they're listening to, a fantasy book, something like that, even it'd be Tolkien, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings sort of thing with hobbits and all. Uh, but they do it as a family affair. A lot of people listen to audiobooks together in driving. So that's a great example. Thank you. You're welcome. Who's next? Next, we have Carla Hayes, then Maria. Terrific. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? Good. Well, I have... I've been thinking this through, and I, I can think of at least three advantages for audiobooks. Um, first of all, when you're reading and listening to an audiobook, you can multitask. Mm. I find nothing more boring than housework. I hate dusting and dishes and, and things like that. But if I have an audiobook going, it makes the time go faster, and 
or if I'm, you know, out under a tree doing something, you know what I mean? Or raking leaves or something and turn up my my player up real loud and set it on the milk box and listen to an audio book while I'm in, in raking leaves. Uh, it makes the time go faster. Secondly, as a teacher, number two, I would say that audiobooks can enhance learning. I have some some children and even some adults that really have some phoneme grapheme processing problems where they, they they have problems reading, you know, making the transition from what they read. You know, they have some readings some you know, they can't, um, they might not be able to make out the reading. But when they read along, like I, if I can give them a textbook and they're reading along and listening, they can get it. And it, it reinforces not only that because they're getting it through listening where they they're better, but it actually um, reinforces the, the letters and the sounds and how they're put together if they're reading along and being read to. A, a, a fourth thing I can I thought of a, a, a fourth one too, but I'll make it quick. Um, and the the third advantage is sometimes when I have a whole class together, we can experience the book together. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just like husbands and wives can. So I guess maybe that's nothing new. But the fourth I think is a little bit new to our discussion. Is this? Um, it takes you back to when you were a child. Who didn't like being read to? So there's that psychological, affective, feel-good thing that you're being read to. It goes back, and it's it's like a pleasurable thing. You are being read to, and it's sort of the adult version of having somebody having a book on their lap and reading you a fairy tale or something like mm -hmm. that. And, for me, a print book or I mean, a Braille book, it can't do that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I do read Braille and there are things I love to read in Braille, but I'm just giving you the advantages of audiobooks. There are other advantages for reading something in hard copy, but that's what I'm going to give you. Great. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. you know, just thinking about trying to multitask. Uh, Cody, my little dog, and I we walk a couple of miles a day and I'm listening to audiobooks most of the time mm. while we're walking on a headset that where I can still hear people and cars around me. But it would be really hard to multitask doing housework and watch a video, right? But you can listen right. to an audiobook. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And I, I remember, gosh, my son was little. This was, you know, years ago when I had sight and everything. My mother had bought, there was a, for Christmas, a bunch of, it came with cassettes and books with these Disney books or whatever they were. And, but I, I had this, I sat with him. So we listened and read at the same time and it was very helpful for him. I know in college, it was hard. Uh, I still had some vision. And holding on to that book, that that book, I, and I have it under my CCTV. I wasn't ready to just listen to audiobooks. But then finally, one day, one book clicked in me, and I was able to start focusing on hearing rather than having to hang on to that book that I, I couldn't really use much anyway. So, yeah. Thanks. You know, um, I just wanted to give another throwback. I remember my son in the back seat with a cassette player listening to <laughs> his little children's books. But mm -hmm. do you remember? I'm sure there's some people on the call. We remember the little 45 records that used to oh, come yeah. mm -hmm. to listen to our stories and it'd go ping, mm -hmm. 
when you had to turn the page, you know, um, <laughs> it was such a big deal back in the 60s and the 50s to be able to have that. That was a version of our audiobooks for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's mm -hmm. next, Chanel? Next up, we have Maria and then Marlene. Great. Hello. Hello. Hi, Maria. Hello, this is Maria from Russia. I have, Hi, Maria. I, yes, glad to be here. I have a three comments to you. Uh, the first comment is about academic uh, articles. I faced with the academic articles because I have an academic degree. I'm a candidate of historical sciences. And uh, it uh, the great minus of the academic articles, in my point of view, they have no readers. They have no, um, they have few people to read them. And mm -hmm. you, you, it's very hard for the blind person to make a scientific article, to make a dissertation. And mm -hmm. you will not get any comments about your articles. And I, I just burned out uh, this year and uh, I gave uh, this up, uh, the academ my academic uh, studies and acad with academic articles because uh, for, for many reasons, but uh, one of the reasons uh, I haven't uh, people to read the articles. It's just uh, you just you write uh, on um, into the table. It's very hard. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the first uh, comment. Mm -hmm. uh, the second uh, comment is about audio audiobooks. I can't do anything while listening uh, to the audiobooks because I imagine uh, the plot, the characters. When I'm doing something, when listen. It's it's just a book, it's just a voice. You haven't seen any characters. You haven't imagined anything. And my story uh, of uh, my beginning of listening audio books is very interesting. When I was young, my parents read me books aloud. But uh, when I was in the tenth form. Uh, in the my literature list, uh, there was The War in Peace by Leo Tolstoy. And my mom said, I will not read this book aloud to you. It's too big to read aloud. And she bought uh, The War in Peace on CDs to me for uh, books uh, of this four parts of this book uh, and the eight CD discs it takes me half of the year to read this novel from the beginning till the end mm -hmm. <laughs> and and the and and, uh, and now I can't uh, imagine my life without audiobooks mm-hmm and my third comment is about your uh, writing chat's topics about the trends and in literature. Should we, in your point of view, should we go 
for these trends. They are so, they're changing so fast. If, uh, I don't know in the USA, but in Russia two years ago, were very popular retellings of Russian uh, fairy tales, of uh, foreign fairy tales. But now I, 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 I watch the booktube by uh, looking for the book bloggers, reviews, and I can't find any retelling this year. Mm-hmm. Should we, should we write uh, for the trend or not? Cheryl, you want me to take that? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, Maria. I heard you on um, I Love Braille the other day. So this is Kathy. Um, so welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're glad you're here with us. And uh, War and Peace has been my all-time <laughs> favorite book. So I'm so pleased that that was your first audio book. Um, but as far as trends, uh, we've posed that question to a lot of the authors that we interview. The first Friday of each month, we usually have a major author on the show that we interview. And they have said, rather than following trends, find what you're very good at writing. Find out where your passion is, the type of writing that you can truly hone and develop, and that that's what you should pursue. You you look for opportunities. You watch the trends to see if you should be independent published, what's happening with traditional publishing, uh, how to do marketing for your books, these sort of things. But as far as your genre and as far as what you write, you should be developing, identifying your strengths and writing there. Um, that That's what I have heard from the authors that we have interviewed. And I would very much agree with that as somebody that's been in academia and helped a lot of people develop their writing careers, that following trends is, is in, in genre is not going to um, sustain you in the long run. So that that's one point of view on that. Cheryl, what would you say? That's the key word is sustainability. I agree with Kathy. I agree with the authors that I have a difficult time writing something because it's trendy. I have to believe what I'm writing and believe in what I'm writing. Even if it's fiction, it's got to be something I'm passionate about, my characters, etc. So when I tried and tried and tried to to do this other book I had done that was not maybe trending, maybe not before I started fiction, it wasn't there the universe, God, whoever you want to call it, that's not your strong point. I'm a storyteller. Write, write what feels good and what you're good at, because that's what I'm talking about, the passion. I just went around the bend, I know. Thanks, Cheryl. Any <laughs> other hands there, Chanel? Yes, we do. We have Marlene Massat and then Susan. One other thing you haven't mentioned about audiobooks. Now, with the professional narrators who do different voices they actually bring the book to life it's not just for kids anymore adults enjoy Mm. that too and i totally agree with you cheryl Mm. thank you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like my like you're so good about being a being a a advocate for my books because you you promote them saying they're great for adults too and and part of that is because of my narrator so thank you marlene 
Next up, we have Susan. Morning. Hi, this is Sue. And um, I like audio books because I can knit while I listen to the book. And sometimes when the book is more exciting, my needles go faster. And, <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> and then sometimes That's I get great. so absorbed in the book, I make yeah. mistakes too. So it's, <laughs> it, it works both ways. But yeah. I know as as a kid, uh, my parents didn't want me to have audio books until I could read pretty well in Braille. I didn't get a talking book player until I was high school, I guess, freshman in high school, because mm -hmm. I needed it for some of the texts that we had in class because they weren't available in Braille. And a lot of the books, you know, that my friends were reading, like the Nancy Drew and whatever, they weren't available to us back then and now they are they're so much more available either in braille or in audiobooks but um yeah it it makes a big difference and what i like is the variety of places you can get books because i will get books on bookshare and then reading with um kindle on on my echo is works really good too. Mm -hmm. So I do that. And then I use the audible books, especially if I can't get it on Bard, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's a lot of books you want to read aren't there. I mean, let's face it, they only can do so many. And sometimes what they pick isn't what I want. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Good point. You know, I, I became blind later. And so I was so used to uh, book and print. You know, it's a whole different adventure, you know, sitting in a corner or in the park in a quiet place and holding the book and turning the pages. But I can't deny that having the opportunity to explore the, uh, the books in the audio format has opened another world of uh, possibilities because um, now I can be outside. It's usually I made it a routine to go get my steps in you know walk and just get fresh air and um if something exciting you know I, I just walk faster <laughs> um and and the portability of mm -hmm. audiobooks I mean you can have uh, there's just no um limit how many you can have on your mm -hmm. device and you can switch back and forth hey I'm not in the mood for this I'm going to switch to that one I'm going to switch mm -hmm. to that and download it right there and then and it's just like the excitement I just, just can't get enough mm. um and yeah I mean there's just so much each of us have on our plate now I mean just the mm. life itself is just so fast-paced and we try to fit everything in you know taking care of homes and careers and uh being active and everything right so yeah I think this is the best thing that has happened to us is to have the audio format I promote it everywhere I go I encourage people to read I said you don't I understand you're busy, but there is no excuse to not read because now we have mm -hmm. audio and then and whatever language or, you know, we can explore languages, cultures. There's just no boundaries. Anyway, and what, what's your name? I'm sorry. Sabiha. S-A-B-I-H-A. Thank you for Thank being you. with us. Thank you. Thank yes. you. That... The reason of the popularity of ebooks and audiobooks is because everyone's so busy and yeah, audiobooks are great in the in the car. And that instant gratification, 
of getting a book right away, whether it's audio or ebook, and for me, listening to an ebook. So, Cheryl, we want to be sure to open up for questions. We have a few minutes anything. left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything about writing that people might want to ask or continue about audiobooks, pros and cons? Mm -hmm. There's any questions from the group that you want to pose to the group? Okay, Carla has her hand up. Okay, the question I have is um, through LanguaLearn Communications, some of the things that I produce is learning materials, and some of them have to be in audio, as you know, you know, uh, with accompanying text. And uh, my question is, has anybody done or come up with ways of um, using the the new, um, you know, chat, GBT, and AI to voice things is, you know, so that you can have several different voices, like you could have, um, you know, one asking the questions and pausing and have the other one give the answers and, you know, so that the student could hear more than one voice. And, and I just wonder if there's anything out there that's accessible that can show you where to get these voices and how to do it. And if anybody's done it, if they have any strategies. That's a good question. And I would think that'd be a very specialized program and accessibility would be a good question about it. Good one. All right, Marlene Massad. Yeah, there, there are free programs that you can get to create text-to-speech files on oh. the Mac. There's a built-in program in the, in the desktop version anyway called Automator, and you can uh, record an MP3 or WA or... Uh, was it M4A, I think. Um, and on mm -hmm. a Windows, one program is called D Speech, D like Delta. Mm -hmm. And um, you can do WAV or MP3 or um, whatever. And like, you know, you can pick from different voices. I guess you would probably record mm -hmm. the file of one voice that you were using, you know, all the files for that person's voice and then select a different voice and then do more recording and then put the file together. Mm -hmm. It takes time. But mm -hmm. and the uh, uh the flip side of that is speech to text and their um thought and the uh you know transcription thing is very difficult because the speech to text is nowhere as near accurate as the text to speech. So <laughs> uh <laughs> they need to do more work on that. What's the name of that program you said for Windows? Um, it's sort of D speech, D like Delta. And is there a hyphen there? No, I think it's just the letter D and then speech. But there's Google. Uh, go and check in your search engine and check for free, uh, free text to speech programs. There's more than more than that one, but that's one of the good ones. Thank a lot you. of them are done by foreign uh, companies, so you got to watch out for that too. <laughs> Anyone we else? do have Lisa G up next. Okay. Hi, I just wanted to make a comment. I thought it was very interesting what Maria had said about academic um, articles. I never considered that they're not audio described. It's something you never thought. I never thought about. You know, books are audio. You know, mm -hmm. audio books. There's audio books, not mm -hmm. audio described. I didn't mean that, but um. But to have academic articles on audio, somebody reading them, that it has to just be a voiceover, which is challenging because voiceover, as we all know, most of us, 
that they change names and common names and some, you know, live and, and uh, live. They can't get straight, so it can change the whole abstract that you're reading. So it's very interesting. Prompt for next time is ship, black, and light. Black ship and light. And that will be 100 words or less. And John will have your choice. And have fun. Happy Thanksgiving. And I'll turn it back over to Kathy. Thank you, everybody, for being with us for Writing Works Wonders. We so appreciate your participation. You make this a successful episode. And thank you for being here and all your great comments. Please visit writingworkswonders.com for these show notes, previous episodes, and abundant resources and writing prompts for your use. Writingworkswonders.com. You can also contact us through writingworkswonders.com. Just click contact us and you can fill out a form there or you can email us at info at writingworkswonders.com. We would love to hear from you and continue the conversation and answer your questions. Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. A tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347 347- Four six seven zero two two one. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.